Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. problem is is when you have let's say you've got a nice professional range like a 48 inch four feet wide range and they go okay i'm gonna put a four foot wood hood over the top can't do that here's why you know the metal liner in those hoods that's there to to capture all the junk the moisture the steam the carcinogens anything else is cooking to pull it outside that liner has to be the same width as the cooking surface below it so the metal inside has to be four feet wide by the by the depth of the range, basically. So then you put the wood on that. You can't have anything combustible over that. It's around the house. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every single weekend. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Caroline. How are you? How are you doing today? Excellent. Excellent. Man, I, I want to say thank you to all of our new podcast listeners out there because our numbers have been going through the roof, and that is thanks to people like you that we're talking yes. to today. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to us. We, we enjoy being here for you and giving all the latest home improvement information and getting you on the right yeah, track. Yeah, if there's... If there's something that you want to hear us talk about, head over to aroundthehouseonline.com and over there just, and contact us over there. Put a message in over there. I just got one today from a guy that uh, was wanting to know what a couple of the songs were that were in the music. What? what? You didn't tell me yeah. this. He's like, hey, yeah, came in today, asked what they were. So I sent him some links over and said, this is what I think it is. But if you want to listen to a podcast and if you're curious, you know, so maybe down the road, we'll do a quick midweek special and talk about every one of the songs that we have in the show and what they are and, and give a little information out there for the people You're that are wondering. Little secret keeper, you not telling me about fan mail. You know, I can't love tell it. you everything before we go on the air, right? Gosh, can't <laughs> trust you. I know it. I know it. <laughs> well, today, everybody, we wanted to talk about those disasters that happen inside your home that maybe could be prevented, maybe could be, you know, the, the, the risk reduced, right? Talk about it's homeowner mistakes. Look, it, guys, yeah. it's your fault. You guys screw up and it's not your contractor. It's not your plumber's problem. It's not your electrician's problem. It's your no question. No question. You know, one of the biggest ones that I think that happen as far as injuries, especially with people that as they get older are falls. Mm. And a lot of times that's clutter inside your house. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go to a really weird place right now. And so, you All know, right. we had Andrew Guido on, right? Uh, how long we were yep. talking about, I think it was Andrew Guido that was talking about hardwood floors. 
It was somebody, yeah. one of our get recent guests talked about the idea of having, um, it was talking about that you should always have hardwood floors. You should always have hard surfaces for cleaning. I'm going to throw something in there. I'm going to throw a monkey wrench. My All clients, right. a lot of them are over the age of 65. And so okay. there are a lot of parameters that I have to deviate from when I'm dealing with an older client. And one of them is I don't like to see a lot of tile in a house with an older client because if you fall and you accidentally trip, you break a hip, you break an arm, you hit tile, you're done. So exactly. I actually recommend carpet for a lot of my clients as they get older because it's you have to look at the client themselves and not just look at, okay, what's healthy, but what's healthy for you. True. So now let me be devil's advocate on that. Uh oh. As a designer that was trained in designing for people with multiple abilities. Mm-hmm. It can be really hard if you've got a mixture of hard surfaces and softer surfaces like carpet with walkers and wheelchairs. Oh yeah. If you have that transition between carpet and hard. So it's 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 a tough place to go with that. Yeah. I think I mean I think you know if you do have some type of disability with a walker, maybe a wheelchair, you might want to go with a very thin industrial grade carpet, right? Versus yep a hardwood or a tile because they can be, you know, if you do take a spill or a fall, it's, it can be detrimental for sure. Very true. But I tell you what, I hate the look of office complex carpet. Uh, Well, come on. You can't have everything, you know, I want everything. I want everything. I'm the designer here. I want everything. Brat. Well, one thing you can do, I am a brat. No question. (laughs) One thing you can do though, is you can lift up the tile. So it's at the same surface as the carpet, right? Mm-hmm. So you can bring those to a closer one. What I don't like to see is like when you have a hardwood floor down or the tiles laid down and you flush that out with that and the carpet has that, you know, that binding strip around it. So then you go up that extra half inch yeah, no, 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 into no, the no. carpet, you know, like it's 1970s. And this is yeah. all for older clients too. Like the other thing with older clients that's really important is you start to worry about, like you were saying, clutter causing dust and dander. So it's important for older people over the age of 65 to be using HEPA filtration. And why is that? There you go. Think about why do they have to use HEPA? Well, because many times when you're over 65 and even over 75, you've already got a potential for lung issues because, you know, if you end up coming down with pneumonia or something like that, that's one of the larger causes of death with somebody that's over the age of 75. Yep. And HEPA filtration actually improves your cardiovascular function by 8%. So like without taking a drug, without doing anything from a pharmacological perspective, you can actually increase your cardiovascular function. That's pretty cool, right? 8% is a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's big. Now, as long as we can keep all the carpet out of bathrooms... I'm happy. Oh, yeah. Me too. Come on. That's just gross. (laughs) Remember those 70s bath mats that were like two inches thick and you'd get out of the shower and it was like you'd step into this like spongy soft like that. And it would leave a footprint of where you stood when you got out of the shower. Like a big one, like you were stepping in concrete. (laughs) What was with bath mats? Like that was like the 70s and 80s. I was like, Yeah, but the the worst 70s and 80s was the, the carpet that was in that bathroom that went all around the toilet and everything else. So you stepped out onto a bath mat, but you still had shag carpet around it. <laughs> We're right? dating ourselves. Remember the carpet on the toilet? Remember the topper? It had like the, to- <laughs> the carpet on the toilet. Oh yeah. That's hot. 
See? There's my carpet Come and the bathroom in music the right bathroom. there. There we go. <laughs> Feeling that warmth on your feet and the carpet in the bathroom. See, oh that's God. the bad part, you know? And oh, and there's just nothing more nasty, though, than, than bathroom carpet. I love this show. You know, we- there's something that's close. I will say there's something that's close. Hmm. The carpeted toilet seat covers. That's what I was saying just two seconds ago. I was saying, remember carpet on the toilet? And I'm just saying, that's the, that's the thing that's close. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I remember like my uncle having like purple. It was like a purple colored top on that. <laughs> I love this show because we just, we just go off the, the, the rail. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not good. I mean, and, and those things, I mean, you think about it every time the toilet flushes, Ew. It atomizes, Ew. right? Oh, crap. And now you have this atomization <laughs> catcher right there. That's like your toothbrush. It's like a Petri dish all in you one never, spot. Do you have your toothbrush in the bathroom next to the toilet? Not anywhere near the toilet. It's 12 feet away. No, that's good. <laughs> and lucky. I have a vent fan that is, whenever I'm in there, that turns on automatically. A that's Panasonic. over the, next to the steam shower in the toilet. So there's already negative air coming out of that area. Panasonic vent fan. <laughs> You got it. Whisper <laughs> quiet. So yeah, it's that's what that is though. And it works out really well. You know, it works out really well. When we come back, I think we should talk a little bit more about some of those other risks that people do. And I mean, flooring something. And I want to talk about this. I was walking the parade of home. We'll leave this before we go out to break. I was walking the parade of homes this last, you know, when we had that the live event out there I was at. Mm-hmm. One of the builders, and I'll say it now because the show's over. One of the builders put down polished marble tile in the master bathroom slip and fall oh my gosh gosh. this is like walking on ice i looked at that and went man some 24 year old's gonna break a hip on this we'll talk more about that just as soon as around the house returns with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement (laughs) source every weekend. Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Hey, and if you're listening to us on the radio, make sure you catch the podcast anywhere you catch podcasts, including on Facebook now. We are (sighs) actually, uh, if you go over to Around the House show on Facebook, we have the podcast attached within Facebook on mobile devices now. So if you're on your cell phone, you could actually catch the show on Facebook. I got to do that. pretty cool. Can Can I share that up as well? I haven't done it yet. Yeah, you have to do it off your phone. Uh, but here's the thing. I mean, it's it's probably the only thing that Zuck did good this week. So we'll take it. <laughs> oh my God. So anyway, it's it's good. That's one more way to, I think that's number 34 different ways you can listen to the show now. Thanks <laughs> nice. To so we'll give that. I'll so, share that up. Anyway, long story short, we've been talking about some of those problems around the house that, uh, can be prevented as a homeowner, right? It's the homeowner things that you do as homeowners to create your own problems. Well, you know, there's there's a couple different things, you know, and one of the things on, on trips and falls, let me just say this so we can wrap up that one real quick. Staircases are a common problem, mm. right? It's stacking too many things near them. It's things stacked on the steps. Sometimes people get into these bad habits of placing things on the steps. Oh, I'll put it on there. I'm going to take it upstairs, right? Those kind of things. And 
that can be really bad because if you've got the laundry in the basement, you're carrying that down or you're a parent and you're carrying a kid, never want to do that stuff. Or like me, when I was eight, we used to, me and my three younger brothers, we would take pillows and laundry baskets and ride them down like it was a oh, yeah. roller coaster ride. So, okay, question. Runner on the stairs or no runner on hardwood stairs? And I've actually taken many slips and falls with socks on hardwood floor with no runner, okay? So, like, I'll hit the bottom step and feet go up and you're done. So, what do you think about a runner? With hardwoods, I kind of like the runner for traction. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, even though style wise, it doesn't really fit my style. It's, Me too. it's smart for safety. I agree. Um, when I did LVP on my stairs, cause I, I we're going to be tearing the stairs out and redoing them and doing a different railing on it. So I didn't want to put in my, my hardwood yet on the stairs. And so what I did was, is I did LVP until we could tear into that project. Cause it was a cheap answer to get that there. What I did with that is I had the flooring down and there's a bullnose that comes over it, which is awesome. Cause it gives you a lip for your socks to catch on. That's it. Just That's- a little bit before you go. So it's really cool. That little lip, it's not much. It's probably a 16th of an inch, but it's enough to have traction. Yeah. Is there anything else besides a runner that you could do from a home improvement standpoint that is, Maybe, you know, because I agree with you from an aesthetic standpoint, it's not really my style either. So is there something you can do like in, almost like invisible treads, you know, like is there something you can stick on or apply that doesn't look? Well, I want something that looks good. Um, I have seen people go through there and do a rougher finished surface on the hardwoods on the stairs a little bit to not make it so slick. Right. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, I've also seen people do like what I did is I had that little lip. You could actually, if you're laying the hardwood down, let leave a more, you know, a piece of wood there. That's a bullnose. It's sticking up a 16th of an inch too. Now the problem is, is that will wear. Yeah. So it's a yeah. tiny bullnose and it's like, is it just, you're actually, so you're actually putting a, a strip on that stair that across the top of that stair. Yeah. So like in my situation, it was almost like it was a piece of molding. You had yeah. the flooring that was down there and then you put that bullnose over the top of it. So it only stuck up, you know, just tiny, a little bit, tiny bit, but tiny. And so you could do something like that when you built the staircase and get away with that. Uh, the only issue is that you will have wear on that leading edge a little bit. And so that could be the issue. But if you're in socks all the time, it's not a bad way to go. No, I'm telling you. I mean, I'm the same way. I I had to put a runner in my home because I have a tendency to just fly down the stairs. And as I hit the bottom two, I kind of seem to miss the the steps and fly into the air. So, Absolutely. It's just one of those things, you know, it's just one of those. Safety's key with that. And making sure you got the handrails in there right, too. I mean, how many people do I know that have basements down down, you know, underneath their house and they've got those stairs to go down there and it's the most rickety thing ever oh, on, yeah. the, on the railing. Well, and what's the code? I guess the code, var- does the code vary from state to state? You would know this better than I do, but I know in, in the Northeast, we it have does. There's national code, but it still does. So check your local area, especially down into a basement, but you know, you, you want it so you can't get the kid's head through the railing. So I think that's about four inches, I believe is what that is, Mm. is what it should be between each one of the, each one of the balusters. And the more designer you get, the, the, the more exposed it is. And so it's one of those things that's pretty tough that you got to be really careful with, but that's one of them. That's one of them. Now, one of the things that I know this is a big deal to you because you're air testing all the time 
but just poisonous stuff in your home. And of course, the mixing of chemicals inside your home can be super dangerous. I think before we go to that point, there is... So, dander, when you're going back to clutter, which we were talking about in the first segment. Oh, yeah. Clutter is such a huge problem because you cannot clean around clutter, which means you're going to get a lot of dust and dander. And so people don't realize this. They think dander. When I say dander, what do you think of dander? You think pets, right? You automatically think cats, dogs, birds, whatever. But we shed. Yeah, they shed. It's horrible. So animals shed, but we shed. Like, you're not hyperallergenic. Mm Mm-hmm. Eric, Eric is not. No. No. We shed our skin cells yeah. all the time. So we shed dander. So we're not hyperallergenic. Some of us shed more than others. We shed hair, shed dander. And this stuff all yep. accumulates in the house. And so if you're not cleaning and you have a lot of clutter, guess what happens? You get this buildup. And so what yeah, feeds- it's not good. No, it's, it's not good. It's nasty. And so what feeds on that? Dust mites. Dust mites say, hey, I've got dander. It's like chocolate cake to them. And they start feeding on it. So now you've got this massive dust mite dander problem that can actually make you worse sick than mold. So this is why clutter is such a problem. People say, well, what's the big deal if I'm storing stuff? Well, it is. Yeah. And it's just not healthy. So you got to be able to clean around stuff. We're talking about toxic chemicals, right? Mm. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people go, oh, I want to kill mold. Just mix ammonia and bleach together. (laughs) Wow. That, that's, that's not good. Do that's not, not good mix chemicals. <laughs> First off, don't even use bleach on mold anymore. That's the old antiquated. We don't do that anymore. We've found studies have shown us that actually mixing bleach with mold, and especially if you have toxic mold, contributed to people actually developing cancer in mold projects. So don't do that. EPA does so not recommend take- that. Yeah, so that's chloramines, what that does. Now, if you take, and I'm not going to give you guys a whole recipe here of how to build, you know, things of mass <laughs> death here. But if you mix rubbing alcohol and bleach, that is some of the ingredients for chloroform, hydrochloric acid, and chloroacetone. <laughs> Don't do this The worst home. one is if you start mixing bleach and toilet bowl cleaner. Because oh, yeah. that's how you build chlorine gas. Just use like hydrogen peroxide. Just use hydrogen peroxide, mild soaps, detergents, healthy cleaners. I mean, you can do this. You don't need all these toxic chemicals, trust me, to clean your house. I've got another one that's a really bad one that I want you to talk about here. I'm Eric G. I'm Caroline B. And you're listening to Around Around the the House. House. Hey, it's Eric G. with Around the House. Are you looking to grow your business? Need a spokesperson for your company, maybe an MC for an upcoming trade show, or maybe you want to up your game and shoot some promotional videos. My team of experts would love to chat with you. Head to AroundTheHouseOnline.com and fill out the contact us form, and we'll set something up. Thanks for listening to Around the House. You know two things only get better women in Hey, this is Farewell Angelina. And you're listening to Around the House with Eric G. Pour gold in this glass, cause that color red never looks so good. So good. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B, your home improvement source every weekend. This is not 
your grandmother and grandfather's home improvement show. We can promise you that. Hey, Caroline. Hey, hey. No, this is not. And Eric does no. not wear. Eric doesn't wear button downs and khakis. No, he's not your grandparents' no, home improvement. No, 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 no. He's hip and I cool. I do not look like I'm in Caddyshack. I do not. <laughs> I do not. That is not me. So we were talking about, you know, those unsafe things around your house that you can deal with. And I'm not talking like bad style, like 1970s shag, baby. We were <gasps> oh talking about that earlier. Remember the shag, remember the shag carpet? And so you would have to, my dad would tell me to go in. He'd be like, care, go in and rake the carpet. And I'd have to take this plastic oh, yeah. rake and just like string it through the carpet. Like what did that like a do? Golf <laughs> rake. You have to rake out the sand at the sand trap. It's the same one. Go oh, rake my- the room out. <laughs> so bad. Break so your bad. Room. Now it's coming back. It is. I saw it. Like, I don't know, six months, maybe three months ago, I saw shag carpet. And I'm thinking, how the heck do you clean this? I mean, there's no possible way to clean it. It's just like a cesspool for like dander and pets and dogs and oh, yeah. people. And, and I'm sorry, and- I'm not a cat person at all, but I just can't think of anything more gross to me than having the cat box near the carpet and all that dust and everything getting down in there. Oh, check this out. My my best friend just got mm-hmm. two cats. Okay. So cute. They are cute. So she got two cats, but she got a $600 cat box cleaner. And this thing, like you pay $600 for this thing and it cleans your cat litter yourself. So it has like, I guess it automatically knows when the cat pee or poops and then it just like scoops it and puts it into a baggie and then you just, it's ready to go and you throw it out. How stinking cool is that? But 600 bucks. That's cool. But what happens when the thing goes sideways and the cat's still going to the bathroom in there and it starts on, raking Eric. the cat? Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> Everything electronic has that thing. You know, when our, on our, when our phones were like, hey, what just happened? What just died? What happened? <laughs> or, or, you're, or you're using your cable box and all of a sudden everything locks up. Everything has that little the, sideways thing, the right? The cat's in the poop bag. It like <laughs> drags. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Where's Loki? I don't know. I'm like, oh my god. Just oh Eric. Sorry. <laughs> so bad. So bad. But anyway, so let's let's talk about one of the dangerous things. Like, you know, especially when there's kids, but even adults, we can do stupid human tricks in and around things that can burn you. I mean from that hot cup of coffee at the at the Starbucks or McDonald's line to, you know, around that stovetop. You know, that stovetop can be so dangerous, especially with kids and family members. You just got to be careful. And with the holidays coming, I'm, I raised my hand. I took a turkey out of the oven and dumped grease down my legs one Thanksgiving because I used one of those flexible... You know, the the ones you're not supposed to use for a turkey, you're supposed to use like a solid yep. pan. Well, I said, oh, no, I want yep. the throwaway pan. Yeah, no. No, you just wanted to rip your clothes off in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah, That's what it was. That's what it was. Yep. Oh, my God. We're going so straight bad. in the quad. <laughs> straight in. Come on. We're all doing it. <laughs> Come on. We're all doing it. There's nobody behind you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. They're definitely uh, so bad. I mean, you know, it's it's bad because, you know, we're, we're cruising up on Halloween. Thanksgiving's around the corner, which is scary to say. Oh my God, but how many times do we see on the news, well, 
someone burned their house down because they were turkey frying in the, on the back patio on the deck. I know. I know. I'm afraid of you know, them. I'm honestly, I, I get, I get real nervous with those. Do you know anything? Have you ever done one? I've never done it. I've done them a few times before. We did them as demos one time when we were trying to sell them at this company I was working with. And you got to be careful. First off, the worst thing you can do is to drop a frozen turkey in there because that's how you burn your house down. Yeah. And if you want to see what that does, go to YouTube and type in frozen turkey fryer and you can watch <laughs> the, you know, huge, massive fireball of what happens when that happens. So when you put anything frozen in a fryer like that, that's so massive and you're displacing oil as well. And there's so much water in it. It reacts mm. with that bubbles over the top. And then you've got open flame down beneath it. It's so so you've got atomized oil flame. Boom. There you go. I mean, even when you're just like frying something in a pan and you throw a little bit of water in to see if the pan's hot or something, you see how it splatters. Like I can't imagine an entire turkey or any kind of frozen thing being thrown into a fire. I just, yeah. I stay away from that. That just yeah, seems like it, a They're dangerous. You got to be really mess. careful. I, they taste wonderful. Don't get me wrong. Mm. And I've done them, but you can't, that is something that you go out and do on a concrete pad. You dress appropriately. You're wearing a face shield. You're using the right stuff. You don't want to get burned because that's not just like you're frying some chicken in a cast iron pan. No. You have so much oil there that even if that thing knocks over, and gets knocked it's, over by something, you're burning feet, oh you know, man. you're burning feet. So just be very careful. And I'll the, same, go, the same thing goes with any type of oil in a kitchen too, you know? And I had this discussion here this last week, and here's the thing that I've seen, you know, there's a big trend that's been going on for a number of years. You know, the wood decorative hoods that go over the top of your cooktop. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like a bad and plan. I have helped probably a dozen people in the last couple months on social media that were trying to design their own kitchen, which I don't recommend. Mm -hmm. But the problem is, is when you have, let's say you've got a nice professional range, like a 48 inch, four feet wide range. And they go, okay, I'm going to put a four foot wood hood over the top. You can't do that. Here's why, you know, the metal liner in those hoods, mm -hmm. it's there to, to mm -hmm. capture all the junk, the moisture, the steam, the carcinogens, anything else is cooking. Mm -hmm. to pull it outside, that liner has to be the same width as the cooking surface below it. So the metal inside has to be four feet wide by the, by the depth of the range, basically. Hmm. So then you put the wood on that. You can't have anything combustible over that. So if you've got a, a 48 inch range, for instance, and you've got a, a wood hood and you want to have like the beautiful decorative traditional corbels or whatever under that, that yeah. could be a 54 inch range hood over the top of the 48 just to get the wood out beyond the range. So it's not a fire hazard. That's what I was going to say. Like when I think about a wood, wood hood, it sounds dangerous. Like it sounds like something that could ignite at any given moment. It is as long as that wood is beyond it and building code almost everywhere, fire code anywhere says it has to be that way. But that wood hood, when you build it, that liner has to be the same size as the range. And then the wood can go as big as you want to. I mean, I've done a, a 10 foot long wood hood before. It was <laughs> oh insane. Gosh. This was 20 years ago for this crazy kitchen. Hmm. And it was awesome. But it was this big arched panel that was massive. 
But wow. you just got to be careful with that. And of course, that leads to, to ventilation issues and everything else when you've got thousands of CFM going out of there. Yeah, no. Makeup air. <laughs> like serious makeup air. Serious makeup air. You got to bring, if you're taking air out, people, you've got to bring in some type of air, whether you have individual vents or you have an ERV. If you don't, you know, sometimes your, your stove won't even start because you've got too much pressure going to the outside. So you'll have all this issues if you don't bring in makeup air for a big vent like that. Yeah. When we come back here, let's go out to break here in a second. But when we come back, I want to tell a story that maybe helps with people that are dealing with elderly parents. Maybe they're they're working their way towards a memory care facility. Mm. And these are some lessons that I learned. Um, and in a kitchen once uh, with an ax that I had, she had her dad who had late stage Alzheimer's. And we had a big problem so much so that he went into their kitchen and I had installed a couple of fire extinguishers and I went through all of them and was basically getting ready to run out of the house and have the fire department come when I actually got it out. Let's talk about that when we return just as soon as Around the House returns. Today's indoor air quality tip is brought to you by Pyramid Heating and Cooling and PyramidHeating.com. Gas and electric cooktops and ranges can add more indoor air pollution to your home than any other item. Your range hood needs to be correctly vented all the way outside of your home. Make sure that it's not vented just into the attic, as that can create more mold and pollution issues. You know those recirculating hoods do not do a great job of removing those pollutants and moisture from the air. you got to have that air vented outside. When you're cooking, make sure you're actually using that hood to get all that bad air outside of your kitchen and not moving around. If you have a larger hood over 400 CFM, make sure you hook up makeup air to replace that air. Because if you think about it, 400 CFM is like 400 basketballs per minute of air. An open window can help you, but there's nothing more efficient that can help you than a great functioning range hood. To thrive in the great indoors, visit pyramidheating.com, Oregon CCB 59382. That's pyramidheating.com. Welcome back to Around the House with Eric G and Caroline B. Where we've been talking about those disasters that might be prevented around the house Mm. and we're getting serious now we're talking about fires and fires are serious to me i've had personal experiences and i know you have too so yeah so i was dating this girl and she lived in the lower half of this house it was a nice cool house the basement was this full out built out home upstairs kind of that daylight basement with a view it was great parents (laughs) at the time were living upstairs and what happened was his dad was getting to the point with Alzheimer's that he could talk, he could function, but he was doing some things that, that didn't really make sense to everybody. Yeah, yeah. And so I said, you know, let's be cool and put fire extinguishers on either side outside of the kitchen. Nice. So not under the sink, not anywhere under the, because it was a cooktop and ovens, not close in there. Let's just put them outside there because- I was just worried about a fire in there of him creating something, maybe yeah, running something in the microwave too long or whatever. Um, and it, what they weren't my parents. I didn't have much say to this, so I couldn't really give much advice and it wasn't always taken. But so I was downstairs watching TV one night after, you know, weeks after I had done this and she had her kids in the shower. She had the younger kids in the shower and she was giving them a bath and stuff. And I hear the smoke detector go off upstairs. And I'm like, huh. Uh-uh. Then I hear the second one go off. <sighs> and I'm like, holy crap. 
And so I knocked on the bathroom door and said, fire upstairs. I'm heading up. Get the kids out. Oh my God. So I go running upstairs and he unfortunately had taken one of those big, you know, like those truck stop 64 ounce coffee mugs. They were like out of the eighties that were the big ones, like the yeah, super, yeah. super big gulp ones. He had coffee in it and it was evening and he wanted to heat up his coffee. So he went on the, on the big burner on the electric stove and turned okay. it on high and put the plastic thing on it. Oh my God. So I come walking up there. There are flames nearly to the ceiling and he doesn't know well enough. He's got a kitchen towel and he's trying to bash and fling the towel to put it out, but he didn't know enough to turn the the burner off first. Of course. So all of a sudden I had like 10 spot fires in there too. Like the mail was burning over here on the other side of the kitchen because he had flung a big piece of plastic over there. And it was, you know, the whole room was on fire. So oh my God. I, I escorted him out. He's like, no, I got it. It's my mess. I'll pick it. I said, no, you need to get mm-hmm. out. So I got them out of there, turned the burner off. And then I had the big, you know, like the big five pound, two of the big five pound extinguishers. I went through both of them using it correctly. Yeah. I mean, I was. Holy cow. Just, I was, you know, hitting them right. And I used both of those getting it out. And then there was the massive cleanup in the house because I, mm. you know, I had uh, her mom open up the sliding glass doors and all this stuff because it was a view house. So they, I was like, get those open. Let's get the smoke out of here. And then I went in and started cleaning up. But we had, oh my God. it was it was a disaster with all the stuff in there. But we were a minute from losing that house just from that. I think we're all like one minute away from that story too. I mean, I can think right off the top of my head. I've got friends right now whose family members are having cognitive problems, right? I mean, my own godfather had the same issue. He was starting to, he had had strokes and slow down. And I told you the story. He had put a a baby fryer on top of the stove and that caught fire. Yeah, so one of those 110 plug-in fryers with the little basket you can fry stuff with, right? Yeah, and he threw um, fish sticks you know, and we're talking about frozen thing and he did it every Friday, but there must've been crystallization on those fish sticks and it just ignited the whole thing. And he, it blew up in his face and he burned to death. I mean, he yeah. died. So yeah. these are, were, I mean, and this is two, two people sitting here talking about house fires and, and people near death experiences and, and a death experience that this is something you really need to take serious. And it's, it's very scary. Yeah. I mean, I've got, uh, I'm a little crazy on the fire extinguishers now. I've got me too. Two in the kitchen. I've got two in the garage and they're not the little tiny ones. These are full on. I know where they are. I know where they go. You know what I mean? Those kind of things. And uh, I have, you know, since my godfather died and it was very traumatic for me, I placed one in the kitchen. I mean, it's visible. It's right. It's a beige one. So it kind of blends in, you yeah. know, to, but it's right there. It's out in the open. And the other one, of course, is hidden in the closet, but they're, you know, I agree there. You need to be able to get to these. Here's the secret. Don't put it next to the stove. Don't put it under the sink. Put it in there where if you've got a fire, you can get it and bring it into the room. Yeah. Because if it's under the stove, you're in trouble. Right. You can't get to it. Mine's in the on the wall. Like there's two entrances out of the kitchen, right? So one's right yeah. on the entranceway. And, you know, look, does it look aesthetically pleasing, I guess? But it's hidden. I mean, no one's ever said anything. It's beige. No. Yeah. Yeah. I've got the bright red commercial ones because I wanted the I biggest have one of those and the in my best closet. that I could have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've got them. And, then, and and I know exactly where they are. Everyone in the family knows where they are, you know, and that's just one of those things you got to be really, really careful with. And here's another one of those things I want to talk about when we're talking about fire safety too. And this is a big one. And this is going to be egress windows in a basement. People go, what's an egress window? 
So you know how many people take that that basement cellar and convert it into bedrooms? Mm-hmm. You've got to have a second way of escaping out of there if there's a fire. Yeah. So let's say there's a f- kitchen fire upstairs, and you know the stairs are always near the kitchen. It seems right to go into the yeah, basement. Yeah, they someplace. are there. Many times they are. And if you've got a kitchen fire up there and you're staying downstairs, you're now waiting for somebody to come rescue you because mm-hmm. you can't climb out the window. And what an egress window is, is it's basically designed for a firefighter with an air pack in to be able to step through that window opening and rescue someone. That's the design for that. And so many older homes, you've got this little tiny window down there that was just for yeah, ventilation. A little box window. Mm-hmm. If you don't get this dialed in, I mean, if you're putting a bedroom down there or if you have a bedroom down there, you better have that window well, an egress window to get, and it's in that bedroom. It's not the daylight basement that has the door at the end. That doesn't count. Right, right. It's got to be in that bedroom. So for it to be counted as a bedroom in most areas, you have to have that egress window in there anywhere, anyway, in that space. So just make sure you've got that egress window. They can be put in. You know, if you're paying somebody, you're probably four or five grand to have somebody come do it. You can do it yourself for probably under two. By the time you buy a a window well kit, the window, have somebody cut it out, you know. That's amazing advice. I I ended up getting, because, you know, obviously when he died in the fire, it was so traumatic that I bought the those hook ladders that you can throw out the window see on the second floor. We so have you can them get too out. upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. See, I mean, and I never had ever thought about it till I lost someone in a fire that was tremendously close to me. And a lot of this happened because of age. And I think, you know, people live alone and you don't have someone looking out for you. So it's really important to, you know, one, look out for each other, but then have all these safety measures in place because this stuff happens every day. For sure. I can't tell you how many times that I've had um, that I've repaired kitchens in my career of microwave fires. And what happens is, is somebody goes and grabs that TV dinner and throws it in there and goes two minutes mm. and say, Hey, by the time it's cool off, I'm going to go rinse off in the shower. I'll be back. I'm going to rinse off in the shower real quick, go two minutes and I'm going to go away. But they didn't realize they did 20. Oh God. An extra zero on that microwave. You're not in the room. So we always have a rule. And, and I've always had a rule in my house is that if you use the microwave, you're standing there to watch it. Yeah, I, I think that must have been a rule in my house and I just adopted it because I typically don't leave something in the microwave and walk away. I always stand. I try not to stand too close to it because you don't want the radiation and the EMF. But, oh, you, but it feels good. It's warm. Oh, yeah. That's no, good for you, Eric. You never read that <laughs> warning in the back of the microwave. Like, <laughs> you will grow 10 heads if you put your face near the microwave. 10 heads but, are better than one. <laughs> dork. <laughs> no, but, but seriously um, though, I mean, that's the thing, you know, is, and, and I can't tell you how many microwave fires I've seen, just even little countertop ones that, you know, was a fire you know, department phone call. Do you have the answer to this? So the other day I put two, like I was just heating up some garlic. Like I love to saute garlic and then put it in the fridge and then heat it. Like if I'm going to use yeah. it for something. So I put it in for like, I don't know, 20 seconds. And all of a sudden it was burning. Like I took it out of the microwave and it, it was like the way it had piled on top. It had actually singed this black hole through the middle of the garlic. It was so bizarre. Weird. And it's, I mean, it, it would have had a, there would have been a fire if I'd left it in there for any longer. And I just couldn't figure out how that happened, like, or why it happened. 
if there was any kind of metal on it or any kind of foil no. or anything on it, you know what I mean? But nothing. it could have just been the, you know, moisture's weird stuff sometimes. And if it got too hot in there, it could have blown out through the side of that thing. It was so weird, dude. It was like yeah. it had this charred black hole in the side of the garlic. And I'm like, and I mean, it stunk. I mean, I smelled like fire. Well, you think about it. Think about how you burn popcorn, right? Mm. You know, there's nothing worse in the house than burnt microwave popcorn. It's so dangerous, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it really It smells dangerous. for hours. Oh, well, you know, you know that popcorn is actually a, a health risk to your lungs because of the volatile organics that come off popcorn. It's like, yeah, it's actually like when we test for VOCs and things like that, it, microwave popcorn is like some of the worst. Oh, but it's the best. It is good. It is good. Caroline, we're out of time. Oh, God, it goes so fast. My it God. does. I'm Eric G. I'm Caroline B. And you've been listening to Around, Around the, the House. Come on. Hey, it's Eric G from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's millboard.com.